Welcome to It Takes a Village, the podcast from the Village Prep School in Belsize Park, Northwest London. This is the podcast to let you find out more about the school by hearing from staff, pupils, parents, and others from the school community. So let's get right into this episode right now of It Takes a Village. Thank you for joining us today because we've got two parents, Lindsay and Stephen, one a former and one a current parent. And maybe perhaps, Lindsay, you'd like to start just by telling us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a Canadian and we moved over uh, seven years ago to London um, as part of my husband's work. And when we toured the village school, I literally cried at the end of the tour because it felt um, as close as could be to finding home for us um, as part of our re- relocation. So um, definitely um, that's what uh, kind of kick-started our journey uh, here seven years ago. Wow, that's interesting. Steve, what about you? So I grew up in North London, so I'm very familiar with the area. I uh, have lived abroad for a number of years. My wife is Swiss, so she's not so familiar with the UK school system. So looking for a primary school was a bit of a, you know, it's, it's always a bit of a challenge uh, to find the right place. And similar to Lindsay, as soon as we walked through the door of the village school, as it was known then, it's now the village prep school, we just sort of fell in love with the place and felt it was just the right environment for our daughter to enjoy her formative years. Wow, that's really nice. What was it about the school that struck you so forcefully when you first went round? I think after about a week of very intense assessments, um, our children were five and two at that time. Um, The village school, A, its playground was, you know, to have that amount of space um, and being Canadian and so used to that was just like, yes, yes, yes. And, um, And just to see that it was an academic environment that was also very nurturing and the children looked extremely happy and um, it just, it felt very comfortable. Wow. Stephen? So very similar. I thought the uh, school environment was fantastic. Uh, Just lent itself to a very warm, welcoming place to be. It felt very safe. It felt very nurturing and also had a strong emphasis on learning. But I think the thing that struck us the most, as well as all of uh, what we've already mentioned, uh, is actually just the way, just the warm welcome when we came along. Um, there was, the school didn't feel in any way pretentious, yet at the same time had a very strong undercurrent of achievement. So I think it was that blend of achievement, nurturing the girls to be independent uh, young ladies and really preparing them for their secondary school experience. That's what really struck. Yeah. How, how important was it for you both that it was a, a girls only prep school? I mean, coming from Canada, that's a bit unusual. And so uh, initially it was actually a deterrent for me. Um, But now having been um, in the school system, I am 100% converted that this is the best environment to raise your daughters um, because there is no question of what they can do or shying away from anything. They're brave, bold little girl the girls that that know themselves and have a strong sense of identity and i would not want it any other way now i would absolutely echo that um and i think at the end of the day i wasn't that dead set on a girls or a boys school at primary school level not obviously not a boys school but a mixed school at a primary school level but i did think i think for for us it was about being amongst a peer group where each could develop in their own way at their own speed 
where they felt safe and secure in themselves, but most importantly, uh, could develop their own characteristics and just be just be girls. And I think, you know, I think as with Lindsay, I, I think it was a great decision to make to go to a girls only school at the primary school level. Hmm. Did you both have a, a checklist? Um, I mean, I, I spent some time, a long time in, in education, and very often parents would come around with a sort of tick list of what they were looking for. Uh, did you start off with a, a checklist of what specific things you wanted, or was it more just the general atmosphere of the place that won you over? I 100% knew with my gut. And yes, there's a checklist, and um, it's interesting that, you know, I remember doing a lot of pre-research online and seeing and thought, very confidently, oh, this other school is the school for us and thought it would be a, a, a slam dunk. And then when we got there, it was no, not for us. And um, very much it was visiting the school here and knowing just 100% with confidence, a gut feeling that this was the right school for our children and for our family. Stephen, are you a checklist man? We are. And I think one of the important aspects was the academics. So how did the girls who are maturing to secondary school fare? And there was a good blend and mix of that. The other one was a, I think I already mentioned a safe environment where the kids could develop their own personalities um, and also where they would be pushed in the right way. We just wanted that sort of more individualised attention which the school certainly uh, promised and did offer and that proved to be the case over the years. And also, as far as you reasonably can, uh, in the environment that we have as diverse an environment as possible, not just across the peer group in her class, uh, but also across the teachers themselves. And I thought there was an interesting group of teachers that could bring a lot from different aspects. Well, that's a really interesting perspective, particularly the diversity. So that was something, was that same for you, Lindsay? Was that diversity an attractive quality of the school? Absolutely. And um, it's, it's still very important um, and I think it grows more and more important um, as, as the years come on. So um, it was great to see that being established here at the school. Hmm. Okay, so if I was a new parent on the search, what, what advice would you have for a, a nervous newbie who's beginning the journey at the village? So they've already selected the village in this context of the question. Yes, I think we've selected the school and I'm a nervous okay. new parent. Uh, what, what, what am I going to face and how am I going to cope? Well, it's clearly uh, a challenge when you let someone that's four or five years old toddle off into an environment that they're not particularly familiar with. Mm -hmm. Perhaps one of the determining factors I should have mentioned earlier is when we came for the interview with Julia, she just went off into the playground and was immediately greeted by kids who are, I suppose, the equivalent of nursery or pre-prep. Mm -hmm. And... You know, it just, it just looked a very enveloping environment and the teachers were terrific as well and just blended her straight in. So I think at the end of the day is let your kid be your kid. Let them be themselves and just let them grow as the person that they are and trust the school system. I think having trust in the school system. And I think one of the aspects that the school always promised before we joined and proved to be the case throughout was the fact the, 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 the open communications that was always available, the accessibility to teaching staff and the school leadership. 
that was always excellent. So I would just say trust the system and let your daughter have a wonderful, wonderful time. Wow, that's very impressive. Lindsay, what advice would you have for for a new parent starting out on the journey? I mean, I think for us, it was that um, the opportunity to say yes, that get involved and uh, and meet new parents and attend the coffee mornings and and do everything you can because it's a wonderful wonderful community and Stephen and I both um, got involved and that built a friendship beyond the school gates um, and I really do consider a lot of the parents um, you know lifelong true friends um, so it's not just for your daughter to be open for that opportunity but for your family as well because this is a place where your whole family will become you know can be a part of wow <laughs> it sounds like a very lovely place uh steve you mentioned what is sometimes called the triangle of trust which sounds a bit sort of trendy but that connection between the pupil your daughter yourselves the parents and and the school how has that triangle of trust gone I mean it's usually when things go wrong that it's really tested out but you mentioned briefly that you thought the communication between yourselves the school teachers and daughter was was good so of course uh, during a six-year period in in any environment you're going to have some challenges and hit some roadblocks along the way And what we found whenever we came across a moment, let's put it like that, where we just felt we needed to step in and get a little bit more clarity or deliver some information to the school, it was never more than a phone call away. And there was always time made. And I think all that did was cement and strengthen the trust. And so I I think it's about communication, as trust very much is generally. Mm -hmm. But it's true. They have lived it and they do live it at the village school so you never feel disconnected and I'd also just emphasize a point that Lindsay made is the parents community was fabulous fantastic it's a relatively um, small school with a very very big heart and some very engaged parents but no parent to my experience was over engaged Um, everybody sort of kept that respectful space to let the school do what it does best and always had the opportunity uh, to step in where they felt they needed support. So very supportive. And the parent groups as well, they supported each other uh, very well as well. So I think it's a very rounded school, let me put it like that. And you're very much encouraged to get involved and be part of the journey. So I I think you raise... uh, uh, great point there, Lindsay, with regard to the parent community. I think that really added an additional dimension uh, to the whole experience. What sort of things do the parents community get you involved with? So we started a fitness club on Fridays and um, the school very graciously let us um, use the hall following the the assembly on Fridays. So we had parents um, working out, doing hit classes, and um, it even spilled over as a, there was a teacher group. So they couldn't obviously participate Friday mornings, but I think they participated Thursday evenings after school. Um, and it's just a really great way to kind of cross um, different age groups and um, and get to know people um, in another way. I mean, there's always the picnics at the end of year 
along with, you know, um, the typical events like the summer fet and, and movie night that we do for the kids, um, you know, welcome back barbecue. The, the school's very open to um, trying new things and, and creating those opportunities for the, the community to kind of build and just reconnect. And often we have to, you know, at the end of the event, push parents out of the gates and say, okay, guys, head off to a pub because <laughs> our, our, our uh, caretaker needs to go home now. He needs to lock up. So um, it, that's always a good sign of a good party. <laughs> Certainly. Stephen, are you a, you a Pilates on Friday chap? I admired it from a distance, um, <laughs> very much so. And, and I have to say, uh, during my period here, I was lucky to have Lindsay around because she was a driving force behind much of this. Um, I have to say, and a really good group of active parents. I'd, I'd also say, because Lindsay mentioned the caretaker, and I know this is a bit of a funny thing to say, but it just it doesn't stop with your peers in the class or the teachers, but also the support staff. Uh, whether that be the um, lady who manages sort of the school and sits at the reception area uh, all the way through to the caretaking staff. I mean, they're all fabulous. They all have a certain ethos of caring for the kids, looking after the environment. And again, that sort of inclusive approach. So I would say that, that the whole thing is sort of it connects from top to bottom uh, and from left to right and back to front. It just it just works. So I think any parent who has their child in the, or daughter, I should say, in the system of here at the village school, they should know that, you know, no matter what reference point you take, you've got the same ethos, approach and support mechanism in place. And there are countless examples um, which one could uh, mention but let's just say um, that was very noticeable and definitely added an another layer of texture to the experience. That's really interesting because it's often how a place treats those who are sometimes regarded as being peripheral to the uh, the performance of the place. But actually, yes, the kitchen staff, the cleaning staff are central, aren't they? Absolutely. I was just going to chime in and say the kids absolutely love Chef Fitz. I love Chef Fitz. Like, he has done an amazing job with the kitchen and the meals and getting your daughters to try something new and just always has a smile on his face and full of energy. And also they've really, they take on the feedback from parents um, in terms of how to improve the food. And it is like a collaborative experience, um, you know, and, and so it's really, really great to see. That's fantastic. So it, it's called a prep school because it prepares. And I just wondered whether you'd like to reflect on how well you think your daughters have been prepared. I know one of them has gone on to a senior school, which you don't have to name, but how has she settled into the, the senior school as a result of being prepped at the village? My daughter, my eldest is at Channing and um, she is flying. That's, you know, all the staff here, because I still see them at the gates picking up my youngest, they always ask, how's Charlotte doing? And and th that's always my response. She's flying. She's made a great group of friends. She's doing extremely well academically. She, there's been no hiccups. And I, I really, truly believe the village school is prepared. And you can see that with her peer group um, that's also moved on there. They've all really adjusted super, super well. And all the girls are really, really nice girls. They've all come out of it. Um, just being super amazing, polite, can speak to an adult children that, you know, that feel like very um, ready to, 
become adults, you know? So yeah, it's, it's amazing how well she's adjusting to it. That's good. Stephen, your experience of being prepped? Again, very similar. So Julia went on to South Hampstead, um, which clearly is a significantly larger school as Channing, of course, is. Um, there's more kids in Julia's year than there are in the village school in its entirety. Um, and so the question was, how do you adapt to that environment? So if the mission of the village school was to take these kids, stretch them as far as they can, reasonably can, um, academically, uh, help them develop and establish their personalities and their confidence, you have to put a tick in that box because from day one when she crossed the threshold into the school, of course, like anyone, she was a little bit apprehensive, but really and from day one, from moment one, it was um, a wonderful experience and she's finishing up the year as all the kids are uh, on a real high. So that transition was really very, very comfortable and particularly because the kids are allowed to develop their own personality, their own style. And I think Lindsay mentioned it. They become confident young ladies, but without any hint of arrogance or attitude. And that's really interesting. So they're polite, very sociable, uh, enjoy their environment, respectful, and at the same time have that inner sense of confidence that they can achieve but not entitlement that's an interesting balance it's a very difficult balance to achieve and we've all come across <laughs> those children who feel very entitled without much reason for it uh, and as a parent of course that's really all that you want isn't it that they come out well balanced and if they're happy you're happy uh, and that's the ideal situation did you notice any specific changes when they were going through in terms of their skills and knowledge and awareness was there a point where you suddenly thought, wow, they've suddenly come home and they have just blossomed? For me, it was when we were going through the 11 plus experience and we were doing uh, school tours and um, watching, witnessing Charlotte engage with a head of one of the senior schools that she had applied for and properly engaging in a convert adult conversation and holding her own and I was just completely struck by how well she was managing it and super proud of her. And that was a very big moment for me. But also um, watching how she's gone through year seven in her senior school and how on top of her work and her diligence with her homework. And, and those are um, tools that have been given to her by the village school to really um, have a strong work ethic. And it, there's very little prompt. There's no prompting that my husband and I need to do um, to kind of help encourage her along because it's there. So it's really great as a parent to kind of see that. Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely echo all of that. And I'd, I'd, I'd also say, you know, we, we still know a lot of the, as Lindsay was mentioning, a lot of the parents still know one another, still meet up from time to time. And so it's not uh, particular, say, with Charlotte or with uh, Julia. It's across all the kids that I can imagine that we're in contact with. They all have that same approach. And I, I think that's that sense of independence of, yes, I can do this. And also the maturity to ask for help when they need it. I mean, after all, 11, 12 years old, you're still a kid. Um, and I think it's sort of knowing where you need a bit of help and where you want to try and forge forward on your own. When she was joining her senior school, one of the key messages was, let your daughter carve out their own experience. There's a lot they can do here, as there isn't any of the senior schools that we are familiar with. And 
I think what the village school certainly prepared uh, Julia for, and from what I can imagine all the girls, is the ability to carve their own route within the system that there is and to be, and I know it's a slightly hackneyed phrase, but it's very true, be the very best they can be with these skills and talents that they have. You can't ask for more than that. And I think a lot of it does come down to what you described as being the prep bit of the prep school. Yeah, well, I think there are going to be some parents listening to this who are wanting to hire out your children from the sounds of this. <laughs> they sound wonderful. Do, have you any idea, have they any idea what they want to carve out their, their next stage into? They talk about what they want to be at this stage yet? Well, there's so much, isn't there? There um, is. That the kids get exposed to. And I think in Julia's case, um, you know, she, she really enjoys uh, history and English and drama. She dabbles in music. She probably won't thank me for using that word. She loves singing. Um, and then, you know, she also enjoys the sciences. And what's wonderful today is that girls... Um, our girls have the opportunity to also get deeply involved. I think they call it STEAM now as opposed to STEM uh, subjects. Where sort of back in the day when I was scratching my way through school, there really was um, a male-female or boys-girls divide on that. So I think, again, uh, let, let me give an, a, a quick sort of observation. We brought Julia, Julia to singing lessons um, every Monday back to the village school. We love the teacher and the whole music department. And I just, you know, would stroll around a bit. You're waiting an hour. And I saw there was a mood board up put together by the kids. And it was of Bletchley Park. And it was the angle of telling the story of the code breakers, of course, and World War II, the difference that it made, and also the science behind it as well as the art of the code breaking. And it was beautifully put together. And we know from our own experience that as our girls went through the school, and of course, Lindsay still has a daughter at the school, they get exposed to this synergistic approach to learning that really stands them in great stead. Now, of course, you can imagine a number of schools would offer that, but perhaps you also need that layer of additional imagination on top of it. And I think it was the imagination within the village school that really sort of planted the seeds for what we're seeing today. So, you know, I think uh, I think in Julia's case, uh, I don't think she has a definitive idea of which direction she's going to go in. She's enjoying the moment. She's enjoying doing a lot of different activities. She's enjoying her friends and friendships mm. that are forming. And so for the time being, we're just sort of sitting back a bit and maybe taking the village school approach and say, <laughs> you know, have a wonderful time, work hard, enjoy yourself um, and then let's let's cross that bridge in a couple of years time yeah just to layer on with what Stephen said when Charlotte uh, started at her senior school there was a chart of clubs this matrix that had a what felt like a thousand different options, probably not that many but there were so many and I was worried um, you know what is she going to choose is she going to sign up is she and she signed up for so much and and such a, a wide variety of things um particularly she really enjoyed it enjoyed the coding club and um participated in some um school competition and i think there's a strong sense of where she'd like to continue in that regard but i didn't have to worry about it that was the beauty of it, that she did it completely on her own. She found her own interest. 
interest. Um, they were varied and and she stuck with them all year round and um it was really incredible to see and 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 I think that I have to attribute that to the village school always encouraging the the girls to try new things and to give it a go and um and and yeah and you don't just have to everyone participates and um it's really really great wow That's a really nice note, I suppose, we're going to have to end. It's been an absolute privilege and pleasure talking to you two. It's so nice to hear parents just being so enthusiastic about their daughter's education. I mean, it's just wonderful to hear. And maybe just reflecting on those two ideas of of trust and, and just the satisfaction that you as parents obviously have with the way in which the village has looked after your daughters, and long may it continue. So thank you very much, Stephen, and thank you very much, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, thevillageprepschool.com. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.